You are now entering a mahogany forum where we hope you find a resilient soul resonating message sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb with your host Alexa, an urban researcher. Follow her as she curates Mahogany Honey, the podcast dedicated to culture, social change, education, relationships, and so much more. Let's hold hands throughout this whole um, process. Jumping right in, you guys, um, we have generational transgressions that we'll be addressing today. That's one of the themes along with resiliency and shadow work. That's right. I'm going there. So if you're ready to dive deep with me and you're ready to hear on how to recognize and possibly some ways to address generational traumas, all the work that comes with that piece, stay tuned. In life, there has been some undeniable lessons that we have come across and reflections of obstacles that we hold on to because we know they're pending their glory. And so here I share with you what I have found and what I have lost so far when it comes to rebuilding a foundation followed by themes of confronting these matters. I'm going to give you guys a little background as to me again because for those who are just tuning in and have not heard previous episodes, I am Afro-Latina and I'm Dominican and so we definitely have some customs and ways and habits um, just like any other Caribbean country or any other country in the world of ways of living, a lifestyle. I don't want to speak for all of us for the way that my family has basically, you know, lived their life, but it I, want, I do think that it is relevant. I think it's extremely relevant to mention ethnicity and just like where you come from because at the end of the day, we do bring those along with us to what, wherever we go and to all the places that we have been, whether that's in a workspace, whether that's at school, anywhere that any environmental settings that we are in, you know, we bring what, who we are and what we, how we were raised. My decision to come across this topic and address it was very personal. It came at a point where I, you can say from the outside looking in that I, I had a, I was fine, that everything was all set. You wouldn't even have recognized that in the inside I was somewhat unhappy and dissatisfied because I definitely do not like to settle for what I consider a mediocre way of life. My therapist maybe would tell you that I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. However, we're all a work in progress, right? We're all a work in progress. I decided to start where, I mean, most people start, which was basically looking at my family dynamic and just looking at the history of my family. I decided to do some groundwork by starting there and just looking back into some things that I just didn't agree. At the time when I started to heavily want to even just scratch the surface of this, matter. I was a social worker helping other people, helping other families, basically try to live a better a, a better quality of life and just like, you know, addressing certain issues and concerns that just are not, were not conducive to 
a healthy lifestyle. And in that, I started acknowledging that there were things in me that I thought that I had overcame or I had overcome. However, there was a little voice inside my head that was just like, mm, there's a little bit more work to do. I, th I don't think you're really being fully your authentic self and it would definitely, it would have hurt you if anything would be beneficial for you to kind of just revisit the past and address certain things and just take a second look within your own family dynamic so that way you can maybe come back a little bit more understanding hopefully just empathetic just learn because I will say working in the social work field for anyone who has worked with others and families and children will note that at some point you do start getting desensitized um, because you're burned out and at times you know you put so much energy and focus on others that you forget to go home and take care of your family and that's a sad truth that is just not out there and I want to you know I'm a heavy I'm a heavy advocate for my for social workers and now as I go ahead and jump into this topic of generational trauma, I definitely want to give you some type of definition and background as to what this is. Some of us may or may not be aware of this at some point in our lives. What it is, it's errors that are passed down and go on from generation to generation without being addressed and causes dead end stagnant attitudes that later on hinder progress in different areas of our lives and eventually manifest their ways through similar incidents that possibly our relatives before us have experienced. Back in March in 2018, from the outside perspective, anyone looking in would say that it that I was fine, that everything was okay. However, I knew that there are things that within my family dynamic that I had yet to address if I wanted to ha walk my life authentically came to a point that I knew that I had to start discerning of what needs to stay in my life and what needs to go. And you know, my parents were immigrant who migrated to this country in the mid-80s and pretty much when based off, you know, I feel like they came with a survival mode attitude, doing the basics just enough to get by and later on somewhat enhancing the quality of life. As other generations come forward, they you do realize at some point that there is more to life and there's different or maybe better ways to live life, progress, or just like go higher differently. I know we always say that our parents did the best that they could, and they did. My parents definitely, I had to, I was too enmeshed and needed to cut some cords of toxic family ties and... The more I started doing inner work, I started realizing that I did come across what some mother wounds, some themes of abuse, neglect, having a victim mindset, forceful nature, not knowing when to surrender, boundaries, issues with respecting the spiritual realm, have mother wounds and realize that you did do not have a relationship with your mother. Yes, I do know who my mother is, and my mom provided for me and did the best that she could within her capability. But later on, you do realize at some point that at times they were operating off survival mode. And for those who do not know what survival mode is, is basically when you do just enough to get by to provide food, shelter, 
bit more of like the physical aspects of the things that you need in order to get by in life materialistically. Now, when it came to educating your children about emotional matters, that definitely was lacking on on our end. When you try to address these things with your parents, you at times may come to some resistance when you, you, I don't know if any of you guys have done this and you, you know, recollect a certain incident and they're like, no, that didn't happen that way. And kind of just makes you feel like you're being gaslighted or because I mean, everyone remembers certain things or perceive things differently. And that happens too. At times, you know, I had to have some self-compassion for myself and also for eventually if you have compassion for yourself eventually they say you will have it for others and so I had there was certain things in my life that I wasn't being very loving towards myself and then later realized that that example was really not set in front of me when it came to emotionally taking care of myself due to my mom not also like setting that example I think at times when you have a single parent mindset and you take on a role of a father and a mother you don't really at times have the chance or the opportunity to, they, they really just don't set the time to address emotional matters and they think that they don't really have time for that. The idea is you're fine as long as you have food, you have shelter, you have clothes on your back and, and just go on, continue. That's just like how life is and everything else will fall into place on its own. And when you have a parent who does not allow you to express yourself or just be vulnerable with matters or just your emotions it could be very oppressive and they just do not realize that they also have been oppressed themselves throughout their whole lives and that's the reason why they probably continue to do the same mistakes or just like continue to carry their life the way that it is and and they're not able to sustain certain things in their lives they have an inability to see the connection between the holistic approach of living an emotionally healthy life, self-educating yourself and constantly trying to progress yourself and not stay behind, either in all areas, physically, mentally, spiritually. Those things definitely were a hard, hard, hard lesson that came full front in 2018. Also, for those who may have experienced or seen you know, violent behaviors among their parents or have themselves experienced physical abuse and they consider it, well, I grew up like that with a hard hand and anytime that I did something wrong or whatever it was, like a pat on the back or just like, you know, overly did it with the with the corporal punishment and they just feel because it culturally being the way that they were brought up that that's okay and don't really see um, the harm that they do in those in, in that. Although a parent may say to you, you know, I'm strong or I have, or they may seem like they're strong because they push through regardless of the things that they, um, of the obstacles that they may face in life. Um, they, that doesn't necessarily mean that they may not carry a victim mindset. And I learned that as well because they accept the, the fact that that's just the way that life is and that they believe they have no control over their circumstances or situations or just learning new approaches of how to avoid certain things in their lives and having the faith, having faith that at times you cannot 
force things to happen and you need to allow for relinquish your control you do not have power over everything as that is like a burden that you probably put onto yourselves due to a lack of boundaries that you may have with yourself or with others and a lack of a faith and that's where I say that the respect for the spiritual world comes in I've had to learn throughout my own experiences this year in 2019 that I do not have control over everything as bad as I would have wanted and that will just really wear you out if you start putting your energy thinking that you control all and that you have all the power and quickly I learned that yeah in in hard ways for example like just facing a lot of financial obstacles this year And I know and I understand that when you are in in circumstances where it all, you know, I ask for truth, I pray for truth, I pray for God to please just like reveal things in me and reveal things in my life that definitely no longer should be, that do not serve a purpose and to please just like help me, guide me to like, you know, to set me on the path that I'm meant to be on. It's hard to see the positive things. I mean, not all of it you know, all, not all of the things that the way that I was brought up was bad because I, I also want to have some culture sensitivity. I want to say that in some shape, way, or form, you know, my family is very artistic. Like I have musicians in our family. We have my mom being a hairdresser. She, it's a form of, that's her form of ex- artistic expression, you can say. My father, he really and has a very eclectic taste in music that I also have, he has passed down to me. I am very, actually very grateful for that because I feel like I'm able to experience the world through music. I definitely wanted to live my truth to the best of my, my ability and hopefully carry over to my children the importance of legacy and what it is to set firm foundations. So now I'm going to jump into shadow work because it's extremely relevant and it carries over from the generational trauma and transgression theme. Carrying out this journey, I did not think that I would come across what people say, meeting your inner child. You know, when you start feeling powerless, and start feeling like you really just come to the hard realization that you do not have control over everything. It's almost like you do feel like a child. Almost like I had to go back and reparent myself with self-compassion and accepting the things that I did not have knowledge of at the time. When I was busy making decisions that were just not aligned with who I was. At first, I did decide to take on doing shadow work, what you would call shadow work, um, when you decide to, you know, work on these toxic behaviors and work on those things that, like, self-sabotage habits that you may have, but, like, doing it on my own. I thought it was, like, a good idea to go ahead and, like, do this by myself. I thought that I could just independently carry over this burden. That was a huge mistake really hard mistake. I do not encourage anyone to ever do shadow work all by themselves because it could really bring you into a really dark, dark place, um, depression and suicide. And that's very real. 
And that is just like not mentioned when you have all these spiritual workers and people telling you, oh, have you done shadow work? Have you done inner work? Have you done emotional inner work? And it's like, yeah, by the way, do not forget to let people know that you do not go and venture into these journeys by yourself and think that you do not need community when you're doing this. It's almost like you are starting fresh, fresh blank slate. That could be very confusing and very bring you into a delusional spiral of what is not real. Also be very real to the person experiencing it, especially when they put everything that they know, everything as the way that the world that they knew of, knew it as it to be is no longer what they thought it would be. And for some people that could be very shocking and that could be very like alarming and can definitely trigger anxiety because now you're vent you are like who am I who who what who have I been all this time and it could definitely be an awakening yes in a good way because yeah now you are doing the inner work but at the same time like you definitely a trigger for people because you are going to want to go back to the old you because that's all you know. I struggled like real a lot because I wanted to do this by myself. I by nature am independent and as soon as I know how to do something or think that I know how to do something, I just want to do it by myself. I don't need your help. Thank you. I got it from here. That's really just like the attitude that I that that I personally have about things. I hate to think that I'm a burden to others. I definitely hate to think that like you have like that you are like owe you a favor if you help me through this. Like I I always feel that a lot of people do genuinely want to help you, but at times I always feel like there's a mistrust in me that people just have alternative motives within them, and that was that's hard to overcome too, especially when you do need help. I've started realizing that I'm. I have very low patience with indecision. I don't have patience for myself when it came to being indecisive. And obviously that means if I don't have patience for myself with indecision, I definitely don't have patience for others' indecisiveness. And that was definitely something like every time I came to hard, having to make hard, hard decisions in 2019. And the fact that I was always in limbo and was not making decisions was hurting me more than if I was to make a decision eventually. I also low-key started hating people who were like love and light and good vibes only. Like they would just honestly get under my skin and this is something that anyone who does shadow work can definitely relate to. And I and I, and I thought it was crazy when I first heard it because like, you know, you don't want to think that you are just like this emo ass person. But you do acknowledge that everything does, there's a duality and everything and always thinking positive is also a form of avoidance and it does entertain illusions and it can only, and I consider it to also be a lazy way of actually doing transformative inner work because if you're always like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good and just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give that I'm not going to give that my energy, which is like one of my own key terms that I always used to say. I used to be like, I'm not going to give that energy when in reality, I really should have been giving it energy in a different way. Um, another thing that comes about is just like loyalty. Like, what are you being loyal to? And it really just shakes your ethics and your morals and your values. 
and where your discernment is coming from. You know, I try not to put high expectations on people, but I fail. At work, I started realizing that I was giving, you know, a form of authority too much power when at the end of the day, I should have been looking to spirituality. Realizing that powers of authority are not always right and do not have the best interest of others at heart. And that was like shambled and shattered of like what I thought I knew right and wrong to be and my faith in the justice system. Like I I stated before, I struggled with indecision and one of the hard decisions that I had to make late in 2018 that definitely had a hard impact on me in 2019 was whether I was going to leave my job in the justice system or not. And the more I prolonged it, the more harm it was doing for me. As much as people would tell me that everything was going to be okay and to just think positively that things were going to work out. And I I did feel that that was also a form of avoidance because I was actually very naive is the word. I was very naive and knowing what was to come with that decision and that leap of faith supposedly that I had taken. When the reality, when reality hit me and I had as I was starting to come into financial obstacles, I started seeing that I really started to get annoyed with people who would continue to just try to shower me with like positive thoughts and prayers and all these different things because like I was not feeling that way and I feel like I needed a moment to really just process what was going on and not avoid the situation that I was in of being unemployed. I needed to feel what was rock bottom for me in order for me to make a change in my life. Like I was not, if I didn't feel it, if I didn't feel the low of the change that I had to make in my life, I probably would not have been able to view the lesson in all of this. I know that everyone had the best intentions of speaking life over me. It just felt like I needed to experience death, a death of me, to reincarnate to whatever other form of myself was to is to come. I am actually really grateful for it because I really believed that I was a person who really did not care about materialistic things and just didn't place value on physical matters that much because I really tried to be somewhat aware of that but come to find out there was just so much more work I I always I consider myself to be a minimalist you know just have what you need not more than exactly what you even those minimalist ways about me I wasn't weren't so minimalist as I thought they were because I still had some attachment to the physical things in life and then I started realizing that that was just like not feeding my soul those were not the things and I had to start really doing digging into my emo- my emotions like realize how tired I was I used to say I, I was like emotionally and mentally depleted like the more heartbroken I was so heartbroken the more heartbroken I was the less my mind could take it and it was just like an inner battle between the mind and my heart that was just like a continuous 
like inner dialogue that just wouldn't go away. Thankfully, I made the right decision to be closer to my family and be near my family because not directly with my parents, but also like aunts, uncles, cousins that really do love me, my grandparents, who definitely have a different perception from my parents, were able to pull me out of, and my friends too, were able to pull me out from like, I don't want to say pull me out, but probably walk beside me during this dark phase in my life. I don't think I'm ever going to forget this awakening necessary, I guess, to wherever I'm going next. I thought I was resilient. I thought I was strong. I mean, I am, but I think I'm I'm redefining it. I learned that resiliency is honestly a muscle that you constantly have to work at in order to strengthen. And the main thing is just like not to give up on your healing journey and that it is an ongoing lifelong process, like surprise. You thought it was just like a phase, but honestly, this is just lifelong. (laughs) Definitely respect my emotions way more now because I do realize that they do need a they need a form of expression and that is also a continuous work in progress like to to express my emotions and not to feel guilty about expressing my emotions and just like whoever doesn't want to hear it regardless if they don't want to hear it or if they do want to hear it just being true to my nature by expressing my feelings Expressing my feelings, I mean, in a, always in a respectful way, I say, like, oh, try not to be rude and work at it, because that's also another thing. At times when we just are so used to holding on and not saying anything out of fear, and then when we do go ahead and express ourselves or whatever, it just comes out like a volcano. It's just, like, not good. Attitude that I've always carried over in my life as a survival tactic has always been you know defending myself in every way or shape or form necessary I really wasn't giving vulnerability a space and realized that that is part of the game as well and letting myself being exposed also laughing at myself just like not being taking everything so serious and also losing my shit allowing myself to lose my shit giving myself space giving myself space to be regardless of who likes it or doesn't whoever says whatever comment whatever it is because you're not always going to get it right and if you don't say anything at all how are you even supposed to know what you're supposed to address in the first place so for those who say it's not it's better not to say uh, nothing at all if you have nothing to say no bullshit Say what you need to say and get it out the way because you don't know what may happen tomorrow. Yeah, that's the truth. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I learned to like save my energy for me, saving my energy for myself because at times there would be, you know, I was so concerned about other people just like trying to focus, just distract myself with other people's problems. And then it's so funny because like, I get these like harsh redirections when I stray off the path of seeking my higher self holistically that now I really have respected that from spiritual world is just that lesson that you know learn how to work through your shit before you go ahead and try to handle someone else's also 
learning how to rest. Like, people think rest is just going to sleep. Like, no. Like, you also, rest doesn't, rest is, or taking a vacation. They think that when you think of rest, rest is like, oh, I can't wait to go on, on vacation. No, like, it's a lifestyle. Rest is a, is a lifestyle. You wouldn't have to continually feel like you have to go on vacation or, or just, like, sleep if you gave yourself a chance to be present in the moment and realize and consciously be conscious in everything that you do because you're focused on yourself and being you're more aware of the where your energy is going that's that's a form of rest if you don't give yourself a chance who else is going to give you that time for you no one if you don't do that you need to do it for yourself for your god dream you need to do it for your legacy you need to do it for the authenticity for being you no one's gonna get to know who you were if you don't give yourself a chance and that's really all i have to say folks give your and that's how i'm gonna wrap this up give yourself a chance you know this is your in miami mommy reporting live from the rabbit hole and i wish you guys nothing but good things to come and hope that you take what resonates and leave what doesn't. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you know that I'm always open to them. The community that I'm trying to build, definitely want to be see your part of it. I am open to collaborations. Feel free to reach out. And again, I'm streaming on all platforms. And it's all right, guys. Please remember to time. rate, review, subscribe before you go. Until next time.